Alrighty. G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Sounds of the Local podcast. Today we have a very interesting and special episode in store where I sit down and spin a bit of a yarn with the man himself, Louis Murphy Harris. This is the man behind the highly well-renowned festival Toro Bombora. You might have heard of it. Louis has quite a unique and interesting story that has led him to where he is today and achieving all the things he has achieved. It's a, it's a pretty wild story to hear about how Toro Bombora came about and how it's grown to the larger festival that it is today. Back in the day, a few years ago, uh, Louis and I crossed paths as students of the University of Canterbury. In this episode of the podcast, we reflect a lot back on those earlier years and go through all the different steps that led to where we are today. Louis and I have quite an interesting story and have quite a bit of overlap in our stories, um, having both gone to the university and and dived into the university culture, which we both believe led us, um, largely led us onto a few of the things that we're doing today. I'll forever be grateful for the opportunities that Louis has um, given me personally uh, throughout my time at university and getting involved in the club scene and getting the shoulder tap to make some videos here and there and then when Torah 2020 rolled around um, Louis was the person who actually gave me and Fergus our first ever gig slot which is pretty incredible but we will discuss more of that in detail in the full length podcast. As always with a lot of these podcasts, I like to bring up a lot of relevant photos and videos to show and discuss with whoever's featuring on the podcast. So I definitely recommend watching this in full video form as we record the podcasts with video attached. You can find that on our Facebook page. Otherwise, if you're listening to this on Spotify, then just sit back, relax and enjoy. Cool. I guess we can start from here. Boom. Cheers to start. Shit, yeah, buddy. Louis, how are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, no worries, mate. No worries. I'll, I'll get you to sit nice and close to your microphone here. Um, like I was saying before, it, it might feel a little bit weird. No, nah, it's sweet. Hard to start off with, but I promise you, once we get going, it will um, it will feel a bit more oh. natural, and you'll forget that the microphones are here and whatnot. Yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I've been pretty excited to sit down and have a yarn <laughs> to you ever since me and you had that car ride down. Oh, long time coming. <laughs> long time coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just for for anyone who doesn't know, like um, two or three months ago in the middle of winter. I was driving down to Wanaka. Powder day and forecast. Yeah. we mentioned. Forecast. Wasn't yeah. quite, but... <laughs> well, it kind of was, but it was super windy, I think. A little. Yeah. But beside the fact, um, uh, was driving down to Wanaka, and then you, coincidentally, were heading down to Wanaka. We had well. a potluck the yeah. night before at mine, and um, yeah, it was fucking... Yep. The stars aligned. We needed a massive catch-up. We were both heading to Wanaka, so we... We tag-teamed on the car ride mm. and had the fattest yarns. Yeah, I think I've never had... I'm more focused and Mate, <laughs> my jaw was shattered from yarning. Yeah. At the end of it. <laughs> yeah. No. It was it was a five hour um five hour experience to yeah, say this. But it, it was um it kind of So so well overdue. Yeah. It yeah. was it was honestly that conversation that kind of pushed me a little bit more down the line of wanting to do these podcasts and wanting to do slightly different things. For sure, bro. Um, but yeah, today I've, I've, I've got a whole bunch of things um, to talk to you about. And yep. I've got a few things on the laptop prepared that I kind of want to show Ooh, you. It's quite fun to pull up like photos and videos and get your reactions to things. And, and it goes without saying that um, like you're a massive personal inspiration for me. So, um, it's it, like, and, and when we had that car, I, it was quite cool to be able to talk to you for that long and figure out how it is you've done all the things you've done and what the motivations were. Mean, bro. What, Likewise. So good to yeah. bounce off people. Yeah, totally. And you're definitely the man. That's the job. <laughs> and I think hopefully in doing this podcast, maybe a few other people out there will, I think there's a lot of people out there yeah. that will benefit from hearing about you and why you do what you do sweet bro yeah yeah so um kick on in yeah mate i I thought um what better way to start than to look back at when maybe we first crossed paths and taking it back to it would have been like 2017 2018 and i think the first thing i ever saw of you was in 2017 my last year of uni last year of uni yep I think before I'd actually met you, I'm going to immediately pull something up here. We're going to crack <laughs> straight into it. Um, the first thing I ever saw from you was this video here. Do you remember this? 
That'll do. No. <laughs> yes, bro. And that is probably where I met you on a similar sort of platform. It was to do with producing fantastic videos at Brody Street, our flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was not a fantastic video. That was a fantastic video. That was, that was brilliant. Literally, um, that, that was, I think, the first time I'd ever seen you and, and gotten to know who you were. And it was through this video Gold. trying to um, reach out and see who wanted Had this rinky-dink camera. And one afternoon, Luke and I were just so bored. And we were just like, let's make, a, let's make an edit. Because yeah. Luke was always the guy making edits for Cuba. Mm. And you were the man making edits for Opsock. And, um, yeah, we just wanted to make a trashy edit and it sort of went semi-viral, sadly. Yeah, semi-viral. It oh, was a life of being a Cuba exec. I've seen this pop up like three or four years. It, it popped up this year yeah, yeah. on the Cuba chain. I think it says at the moment that it was recorded in, um, 2019, but I, I think that was, that was 2017. Mate, definitely. Yeah. 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 But that, I think that's kind of where a lot of both of our stories start is, with you seeing kind of the club scene absolutely it kind of seems like that was kind of one of the big first major stepping stones i went to uc doing a bachelor of arts Mm. so i didn't really know what i was up to but it was mostly just to meet good people attend epic events and then the clubs picked me up and i went along for the ride like both of us did right they were an absolute platform to pretty much do whatever you wanted at no expense to yourself, it was ideal. Yeah, it, uh, it, the, the, I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. Yeah, it was man. literally, um, I went to uni not specifically to get a degree to end up in a specific job. I Shit, kinda, no. Quite, quite broadly <laughs> went quite to anti uni. Quite anti that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and wanted to go away to uni, um, went and visited Christchurch. Uh, it was one of my first times in the South Island, which yeah, is and just absolutely fell in love with the place. Yeah, and, and I said um, the same when we were driving down to Wanaka. After the quakes, Christchurch, especially Christchurch and Canterbury Uni, were that clean slate of new campus, new city, rebuilding city. Yeah. There was a lot going on, a lot of opportunities, mm. and just, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of opportunities, a lot of, opportunities, a lot of potential. A huge, still was. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, honestly, I still back it as one of the most Hard underrated man. places in NZ. I love living here, and I love proudly saying that yeah people love it and hate it in the yeah. same day yeah. and i've been doing that for the last six years yeah, yeah it's that's strange it's a weird spot but yeah. there's it's a cool spot if we take it back yep. to the uni days mm. so your when, what your first year of uni you were at r&r and then now i was at uni hall oh were you yeah oh, that's right yeah, 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 yeah among yeah. 500 other yeah. fizzers yeah same same um what, what, yeah what, uni what hall were you in? <laughs> i was in um Rolly, yeah, Rolleston yeah. in the the Ritz, bro. Yeah, yeah, not the yeah. not the retro, the Ritz. Yeah, bro. yeah we were we were we were. Yeah. At, I was Alpers. I had a balcony room. Yeah, it was sweet, bro. It was sweet. Didn't have a sink though. It was max. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. I had a sink. Yeah, it was sick. Like honestly, that, that looking back at that that first year of uni and launching into uni life, that was a, one of the biggest turning points of my life. Ah, bro. Yeah. No, it feels like maybe it was yeah, for you as well. Maybe. I reckon I peaked second, third year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe fourth year when I put out that no, video. No, mate. You're, we're, 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 you're yet to peak. There's, there's, yeah. We've got, we got a lot of shit to do, mate. <laughs> shit. <laughs> no peaking yet. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, so you, you're sort of launched onto the scene through Cuba. Was yeah, that man. So I guess I was into surfing. I just wanted to do it as much as possible. That was the, the main place that I felt comfortable and it was the main way that I met people and I went to uni and there was a surfing club and I was just like, this is the spot, you know, like I couldn't have been more lucky. So I joined straight away, signed up to every event, attended every event, just loved it. Halfway through the year, they had their jib, the foundry, which is kind of the event of the year. Mm. Brings two trucks of snow from Mount Hutt, set up a two-story high scaffolding unit in the foundry car park. It's an amazing event in the student bar car park. And I was just digging snow that day. Me and my mate Tom, who I roomed next to, um, who later was the president when I was in my last year of Cuba. Um, so we just were digging away, meeting all the exec, and then joined the club the next year just because it was exactly what I wanted to be doing, mm. you know. Mm. Um, first, I joined as the surf exec. We are really lucky. So generally at clubs and at university, 
second years don't really get on the exec. Like it's pretty rare. It's mostly third and fourth years, mm. but like for some reason there were like six second years on the exec. So it was super fresh. We were all frothing at the bit. Did you guys know each other going into that? The first second yeah, years? Yeah. 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 yeah roughly. Roughly. Yeah. But weren't like, it wasn't like you. No, nah, we weren't all like a mad crew going yeah. in. That nah, was pretty, yeah. like to keep it broad. Yeah. So you have like a range of friend groups and mm. stuff like that. So oh, yeah, right. joined as the surf exec. So yeah. putting on the surf events. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Then the next year I was treasurer, yeah. which was a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last year I was sponsorship, which is where, where I really um, loved and yeah. sort of shone at, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember having that yarn with you in the car and that's, mm. that's what you were saying was that um, when you had a chance to do the sponsorship for Cuba, that was when yeah, you, man. you had a chance to deal with these massive events like jib and yeah and, bro um it sort of validated people. any skill i had yeah. and got results so yeah, totally. stoked, man. well it's like these these are massive events like yeah like, it's jib the foundry especially is, yeah there's a lot the of clubs parts. and the market so the students yeah for like companies and like people outside of university it's like a crazy market who is just like right there at the foot of it all mm. ready to be um kind of whatever engaged i guess you know these events at the club's pool thousand people selling 20 dollar tickets you know it's good revenue yeah so it's yeah it's crazy how much power and how much um froth and hype the clubs can get yeah just for being a university club some of them are like businesses you know totally it's crazy it it was it was large-scale stuff massive events Mm. thousands of people coming to it and it was fully run by 20 year olds yeah bro exactly and especially like cuba it's the surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, wakeboarding crew. When I was in my first year, I think there were 400 members. When I was in my third year, there were 1,100 members. Yeah. So it was like a massive growth, you know. We were just pumping. Yeah. But that, that growth wasn't all for nothing. I feel like yeah. you're... Uh, as far as I'm aware, because when I came to uni, uni your, your year group and your crew um, were, were uh, within the club scene were kind of like the crew we look up, looked up yeah, to. Yeah, and I guess... And you guys, yeah. um, like coming into the club scene at UC was the, the, uh, was the first time I'd walked into a place that had such a consistent um, energy from people just mm. keen to like, keen to do things yeah. and but for not... And not take it very seriously but then at yeah, the same bro. time not take it nah, very seriously it's just like it's like good what you're all you're all there for the same dream just to put on some sick times that you'll remember forever because you had such a great time at uni yeah and i credit a lot of to the, a lot of the club's success to the earthquakes mm. and to damaging the city no sort of nightlife in town mm. no nightlife around the uni so it was just like bootleg yeah all the students just did it make your own yeah, yeah. whether those flat parties or at the foundry or at university yeah. it was just diy parties uh, diy uh, events <laughs> and i didn't even know what event management was until i came to uni yeah yeah like well now mate uh, 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 one of the ways i'd describe you is you're you're a good time coordinator you're, a, you're an event <laughs> connoisseur like yeah yeah that, that's <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like you, and and some degree you, you know you've you've you found yeah and i guess quite good at. it's funny bro because you would never consider the university of canterbury to be an event um like there's no event management paper you can do there no event management course you can do there mm. but because of the clubs you've got this amazing network of people who have put on events who have promoted events throughout university so it's like the best networking ground or best team building ground for mm. future events post university yeah as opposed to going to a university which specializes in an event management degree you know yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah it was a very much do-it-yourself attitude yeah man and it had gone from that point of being do-it-yourself bootleg to being yeah. still do-it-yourself bootleg but thousand people attending event with two-story high scaffolding yeah rails exactly bro snow from mount hut coming like, oh, for sure, man. like it's it's crazy and like any event i'll do now or my first event like torah that was just like pretty much my Cuba team and mm. a few other clubs that I'd worked with just thrown into Torah, yep. you know, like we just, yep. I just gathered up all the people that I loved working with at uni or who were super talented. Yeah. yeah. Just made it happen. It, it was a special concoction. Eh? It, 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 was, it wouldn't have mixed, it wouldn't have worked or mixed in any other way if it nah. wasn't for a balance of, um, like hard working work ethic, um, 
creativity and just being like good people and yeah good people massive passion to be honest passion and not being afraid to step outside of your comfort zone because we'd also make a bit of a fool out of yourself exactly and we'd all done that at the clubs at university you know we'd all put on parties or comps or any just random stuff so it was like we knew how each other worked we knew we'd we'd done it we tested all the waters yeah yeah, but we didn't even know it at the time. Yeah. No, no, it was <laughs> that's just... the thing. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know what event management was until third or fourth year. You yeah. know, looking back at your first couple of years of uni. Yeah. Uh, from now, you know, if you went back and told twenty eighteen Louis that oh man, four or five years from now you'd be running this your third year of a festival in your home. You know, yeah. How would you, how would your twenty year old self feel? Oh, I'd be so wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still wrapped. Or like did you when twenty five year old self does. Nah, not really, bro. Um I reckon probably the summer of my third year, in between third year and fourth year, I realized that I wanted to do event management. I'd finished my degree and I was like Oh, a marketing and media degree and I was like that was fun but I'm so not done with UC or done with Christchurch yeah. I need one more year and I'm like what am I going to do mm. and I got this I just signed up to be on the Cuba exec anyway I was like bugger it even if I'm not <laughs> studying I'll still do it yeah. and I got the sponsorship role mm. and that is pretty much getting all the sponsors for the club um, raising money raising funds and pretty much Tom who was the, the president for the next year Tom and I lived it together over summer we in our full-time jobs we pretty much did cuba admin on the payroll <laughs> shout out to department of conservation um and tom's fucking engineering company cheers for paying for that and we cranked it out we got mean results mean sponsors yeah. and i was like man i love putting on events i love um coordinating talent because that's what event management is bro like mm. I'm not particularly good at anything, but I'm good at seeing who's good yeah. and where they yeah. um, blossom, Yeah, you know? Cool. So, like, I guess, yeah, there was a cool, like, one-year degree going at um, ARA, yeah. the Institute of Canterbury, and I just did it and charged Cuba, even though I wasn't even a University of Canterbury student. Um, and, yeah, shit was popping. I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. It's a hard industry to get into, though, so... Yeah, man. Well, clubs well, are the... Paved the way. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing is you... Uh, it, all of us, I feel like we got into these events by just attending the events in the first mm, place. Yeah, we're, we're absolutely. just people looking for absolutely, a good time. Right. Um, my, Why would um, you organize something if you don't love it? You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's where things have longevity is that, you know, if it, people can see through it. But we'll yeah, man. Um, <laughs> um, Clive, my boss, who you also know, he, yep. he had like a really good analogy for it. It's like being the curator of a really good art museum. Like It is, bro. Yeah. It's for like, sure, it's, man. it's one thing to it's um, exactly recognize what, what good art is and yeah. to bring it all together in one place for The site is the museum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you look at an event from the outside looking in, if you go and attend an event, it can be quite easy to bag on this or really enjoy yeah, this and not enjoy sure. that. And then when you have a chance to actually be a part of organizing any yeah. of these events at scale, you realize how much work and detail goes into all oh, these different little crazy, things. And, and it's crazy, yeah. And sometimes it's too much detail into such small things that they forget big things. And it's it's a buzzy industry, bro. Yeah. It yeah. is just being a curator of your space yeah. for that certain set amount of time. Mm. Yeah, and it can go really well. It can go <laughs> fucking terribly. And it's always going to be one or the other, you yeah. know? All right. Well, let's... So, <laughs> talking about events. So, I feel like events is one half of your love and being able to have the skill and th- of organizing and orchestrating lots of things and people and, you know, that admin yeah. skill is... is huge but then also yeah. a love for music as well oh, for sure man yeah where, where does, Definitely, where does sort of music come into life for you um like i've always loved music just yeah. as a kid and like i've always gone to festivals and gigs as a youngie like i think homegrown i went when i was 16 <laughs> and you know it's a Is full it day of yeah it's r16 mm. Full day on the Wellington waterfront of just Kiwi music. And yeah. my favorite genre of music is New Zealand music. You know, yeah. it's not even a genre really, but yeah. it is. Um, I don't know. I just always loved music. And when you love something like that, you know, you generally immerse yourself in it. So at uni, if people played guitars, if they wrote music, I'd be hanging out with them. I'd want to meet them, you know, just because I generally appreciate what they did. Yeah. And yeah, by the end of my last year, I knew a pretty damn good network of musicians. 
Um, and that sort of led to Torah for sure. Especially there was like, in my last year of university, there was a real movement of middle range bands who were just popping around the country, doing the university tour circuit. And I was like, damn, these guys have mad following, mad community of nationwide musicians. Um, so, so yeah, I guess it was just a joining of dots yet again. Yeah, it, 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 it was a quite organic very progression. Organic, eh? yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, always love music. Therefore, generally hang out with musicians. Yeah, or very much appreciate them. And yeah. then um, that just leads to Do you play combining guitar and playing every now and then. And sing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, you gotta tell me the um, for for anyone who doesn't know what what's the story about the Martin Road gardening uh, yeah, man. duo. That was just a, a very dodgy university venture. Dodgy. It was no. a half gardening, half musical, <laughs> and it was yeah. We were the Martin Road gardening duo. We just did dusty covers. Me playing guitar, Sean Peerless playing saxophone. Don't undersell yourself. And it man. was just pretty much a fun time, you know, just a real fun time. Because the university... Oh, phone ringing. <laughs> um, that's mine, bro. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, because pretty much these clubs were putting on all these events and then they needed people to play at them. Mm. So I was just like, boom, there's a market <laughs> I can play. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool, man. You know, you're organizing some events for your club and then you're like working with other clubs like Opsoc, yeah. um, UCOM. Yeah. And that asked me to play. So it was a nice way to meet more people doing cool things. Right. Which is probably where I met you. Yep. Through OpSock. Yep. I actually, I've got some more stuff to show you. Yeah, it's, bro. Um, again, it was another organic progression where it was just, you, you like music, you ha- have a go of it here and there. And, yeah, exactly. And you're right. part of the event Wasn't a good scene. player, but yeah. the thing with the Martin Brown Garden Duo is that we were about 95% charisma. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked people loved it yeah man i um do you remember doing yes, bro. this one let me pull it up so everyone else can see <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah yeah bro you were filming it weren't yeah, you yeah 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 <laughs> oh gee man yeah i remember me and fran um <laughs> covering our favorite band marco road as well or maybe they covered us. I, I love that yarn. This, this is a, this is an original track. The sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah. Nah, it was just a fucking. And now they're massive. The road. Yeah, I just um, I th- this would have been one of the first times I remember you know spending an evening with you guys who got roped in through Fran. I think yeah, man. Fran. Um, Fran who, was the first person who booked Marmara Gardening Duo. How ridiculous what, is that? What a club event! A club event. We that? opened for Bank. Yeah. At, um, what? The, yeah, at the Yukon Barbecue sold out gig at the Foundry. Yeah. First ever gig. You yeah. know, it was bonkers. A thousand right. people were there. Yeah. And See, we would. Well, yeah, it was ridiculous. We're, we're gonna um, uh, next year we're gonna do a podcast episode with Fran as well. So that'd be, oh, that'd that'd be so good. But for something like this, this was um, yeah. It, again, it's that uh, Christchurch Canterbury Uni uh, that whole vibe of yeah. you know get, get creative, give something a go, yeah, give man. it a crack, make something. And the scene and, just bounces off people. You yeah. know, it keeps bouncing. Yeah, yeah. This was. Um, um, I think just cause I was doing a bit of video stuff around at the time and yeah, Fran was doing her photo video, mostly photo stuff. And yeah. she was doing a few of these filming of these, um, acoustic recording sessions and she just wrote me into Exactly bro. And it's like these relationships before. you form at university, you know, Fran's like the go-to photographer for anything I do. Yeah. Just because she's the goat. Bro. She was, yeah, she's the yeah. goat. Her and Jarves are like the, they're like. That's Michael Jordan and LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, and it's like because... They're the best. Fran met me. She booked booked me and Shawnee to play at yeah. a club gig she was putting on, yeah. what, four years ago? Yeah. And just gone touch since. Same with you, bro. I've got some other ones here. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, this is kind of where... I'm so cool. yeah. Yes, please. Our path kind of... This was the pinnacle yeah. of the Martin Bro Gardening duo. For sure. Um, like my experience with coming, being, being a part of the event scene and being, and figuring out what it's like running these gigs and whatnot is cause 
I, I got roped into it through, through the video side of things. Yeah, I got exactly, the shoulder man. tap from someone saying, oh, you should sign up to be part of OPSOC. Yeah. Because I knew I'd made a few videos here and there. Um, and then came on to OPSOC, made a video for every single... The video man's and, never going to just yeah, make videos. Yeah. You're a multi-tool. Well, that, yeah, that, that's a... That's, that's the a, key with event management, right? Mm. You got to do everything and yeah. you will end up doing everything. Yeah. Well, that's... The, yeah. And, well, it I'll means you learn so much. Mm. Or you shit yourself. Mm. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to talk to you more about that because one of when we were in this car trip on our way down to Wanaka, um, one of the things I was yarning to you about with is this um, struggle of just being pushed into the corner of being a video guy. You know, yeah. like I the, the video making videos and, and creating things that way is what got me onto all these other things. For sure, man. And now that's with everything we do with sounds of local and playing gigs and DJing. Oh, that's just an, an a branch that yeah. you, that has come off from this tree that started from me doing videos. You know, yeah. it's like and you it, always you always respect people as well who um who go above and beyond not only in their field but if the video guy is coiling up cords at the end of the night when he so shouldn't be he's done his job yeah you always notice that yeah and you're like wow that's a that's a that's a guy or a gal right yeah. there like yeah i have a massive appreciate appreciation for it now that I've, yeah. I've done the videos i don't do as much event nah. video and stuff now because I, I i thrashed that for yeah, like man. two or three years now you're front um, center baby <laughs> yeah well it's just it's just again it's that willingness to I just want to do new things. I don't want to get pinned into a corner and it's, yeah. I, yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't be afraid to give something a go. I, for a long time, Absolutely I, not, I was and it's a like, video guy. That was my thing. Yeah. And if you it doesn't have to be, nothing, know, you know? Man. yeah. And if you're just throwing events down, you know, it's like, it's a good opportunity. You know, how often do you get in front of a, a stage where you've got like a, a world-class band and an yeah. amazing sound tech right there. And you're like, Oh, how does that work? How does this work? Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's a curiosity and, and, and just the genuine enjoyment out of being a part of these things. Yeah. Cause I saw that I'd somehow crept into this world of events and gigs through uni and then been like, well, what's, what's that? I like sure, that. Right. Like, I'll give that a go. No, exactly, we'll do that, man. Um, but yeah, so this one, um, this is kind of where our paths crossed yep. because, um, I got onto Cuba again for the video stuff. Best and gigs, bro. I, I, this was, um, the Opsock ball, and you can see, uh, I think there's a, yeah, there's a good shot of you there. <laughs> I remember animating that for hours. Yeah, like, man. The, um, back when we the... opened for Soaked Oats yeah. and we stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm claiming it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. It, like, it, 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 it was heaving. Um, yeah, it was most... a heaving night. Yeah. When, um, when you guys were playing, especially. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah. The, these, these are literally all of my best uni mates. All yeah, bro. Them. And this is one of my favorite videos because this is just... Like this is a time capsule of what it meant, what university was for me. All my mates having a great time, oh, it was putting, a hell of a enjoying night. this event that was, you know, made for our mates, put on by our mates. Yeah, like, this is the, there the, was definitely like a mad introduction to your crew of mates as yeah, well. This yeah. event in this the, club, this the, the, I love this cake sequence. It, I think it eventually go gets thrown <laughs> smacked into Hugh's face. Yes, it does, bro. It's so <laughs> wait, I think it's after. Oh, here we go. She ate the... <laughs> so ridiculous. That's good. It was it's just good. pure fun, eh, Frankie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the OG crew, man. Yeah. And, like, here's another one. Um, yeah, man. See, like, your videos, me playing, now it's quite the opposite, except I'm not video. Oh, man. Well, it's just... It's all part of the journey, man. Like, it is. It's, 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 it's just quite funny and fun to look back on these... Um, look back on these times. There yeah. we go. There's the boys. Boom. Just look Sunny back on these day times. Sunny Island Fields. Man, this was three, four <laughs> years ago. And then somehow yeah, now man. I'm... Yeah, that, the butlers were playing, like... Ridiculous. It's a, it's a, it's a time capsule. Of yeah, it is, bro. And, you know, people notice, like... Me, Tom and Sheldon, who, and Luke, who were charging Cuba pretty much. Mm. We were just seeing these videos that you were putting up under NSOC and OPSOC. And we were just like, what? Who is this girl? <laughs> He's killing it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it was just like, it was really inspiring to see like from young, like event managers in their last year of uni to see like the second, third year just cranking out stuff like. Yeah paving the next the next yeah. generation that, that was all inspired by you guys it yeah. was it was it was just i i i feel like i haven't really put it into words what that feeling like and what that culture was like it like it literally was that little hand on the back push on the ass of being like yeah man no get out there i like, remember like we were just like 
Corb has got to do Q&As, yeah. <laughs> he might not want to, but he's the best man for the job. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think no. we were all just like collectively like, Tom, you've got to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I... Um, I, I didn't initially sign up yeah. for, for both Opsock and for Cuba. True, you I was like, a little bit shy yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Perfect, like, didn't right. really go for it. For Opsock, I had a mate, Jack Bolton, who yeah. was like, you should do this. Yeah. And and that set off this whole journey. Did Man. a few videos for Opsock. Loved Bang, it. Yeah. Best time of life. Man, Perfect. Awesome crew of mates, this misfit crew of people. <laughs> and then that flowed on to being part of Cuba. Yeah. Um, making a year of all these crazy, hectic videos. I, I think probably one Full of the, noise. the and most... Cuba is such a a video yeah. club, you yeah. know. I think to this day, the, one of my favorite ones that I've ever made was the the Cuba jib oh, um, one. It's, that, a, it's an amazing event to yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> it's out there. But yeah, but yeah I guess um, like we should probably step away from you. Yeah, bro. We've done. That, that's the past. <laughs> we've moved on. No. Well, we'll still reflect on the past, but let's, the twinkle in our yeah. eyes when we talk about the clubs. That is just like, yeah. oh. but that, that's like that's it made us. No, that's that's where that's yeah. that the whole buzz of what this podcast is and what I what I'm trying to do with sounds local and what I feel like you've done with Tora. Yeah, yeah. that's where it all started. Like that's oh, what started sure, this fire. Man. You know, it's the foundation the, of it all. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so you know, we we have to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I, I still feel like I've butchered. Like I, I can't, I can't put into words how that kind of changed my life in such a subtle mm. but big way. Like it, it pushed me down this path that was quite different. To, yeah, it completely changed who I was before I went to uni. You know? For sure, me too, and, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's nice because there's like we are the high end of it who really like positively affected by the clubs. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of other uni students were just like, yeah, there were some sick parties. It was chill. I was there to study or like I was doing something else, but I went to a few events, but like for us, it was, it was our university life. Yeah. For and sure. It, and it was a stepping stone to, yeah, man. to trying these bigger and yeah. bigger and Ooh, yeah. better things like Tora Bombora. How's that for a segue? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly that. Yeah. The first Tora, I say it again, the first Tora team, what well, the Tora team is, Handpicked homies from University Academy clubs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was your crew, eh? Yeah, man, yeah. and some. Yeah, on the way down to the um, Torah twenty twenty February at the start of this year. Yeah, our flight was delayed by something like five or six hours. Perfect. And um, and Tom, <laughs> who you're talking about before, me and him met up in the airport, and yeah, and and it was the first time I'd seen him in like a year or two, and oh yeah, um, since all the shenanigans with Cuba um, and whatnot, and we just had like. Similar to our car ride down, I had six yeah, hours with the guys to like catch up and like hear about. Yeah, man, and he has a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. all of you guys are. It's that. It's that. It's that. Um, that supportive. Um, I don't know. That again, carrying that same vibe and energy and supporting each other. And yeah. Whatever well, he threw you in the deep are. end, bro. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no, like uh, 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 you. Nah, not trial even. by fire. You gotta. You, you gotta like. You, yeah. you gotta. You gotta. You gotta take a bite. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't know bro. until you try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, it was quite interesting chilling with Tom before, uh, that flight because I hadn't really talked to you or caught up with many of you guys before. Mm. I, I didn't go to tour in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like my, oh yeah, there was some clash there. Uh, didn't go to tour in 19, so 2019. So it was quite cool hearing about him catching up with exactly man and how this is yeah, yeah, thing yeah. And how it is very much run because by your circle of mates. tom put put it so perfectly at the start of this year after the second tour he was like the first tour was pretty much a well-organized barbecue <laughs> and the second tour was a proper festival yeah because it's like you know that first tour was just yeah. the crew just putting on a party pretty yeah. much let's um i've compiled a few photos together um, just between the different years, I think it'd, it'd be quite cool to yeah, just have quite a look, different. Just to have some photos to compare, but like, um, oh, here's a, <laughs> Sean and I played later. a surprise set. Yeah. Like, we're just we're not gonna play. I was like, nah, I'm gonna be too busy. Yeah, and like, fuck it, we'll play for half an hour. <laughs> we played at probably the windiest point in the entire day. <laughs> And oh, as you can see, all my mates are I, I ripping the marquee roof down because the whole house would have blown away. <laughs> Sheldon from yeah, Cuba. With the chains, would that? Yeah, uh, man. That, that holding, the, holding the roof down, yeah. literally, because yeah. we blew the roof off. 
there's a nice one over here. But yeah, that that's um, it's 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 a well organized yeah. barbecue. Look yeah. at it. It's yeah, a party on the back of our deck. Um, one of the most isolated, beautiful spots in the country. Yeah. But shit, it was fun. So literally, this is your parents' place. Yeah, man. This is where I grew up. This yeah. is the deck of your parents' house. Right? Yeah, the deck of our batch. Look, it's even got a bit of firewood holding down the marquee. Like it's just so gold, but people loved it. Mate, you know, it was, it was so awesome. unique. It was it was really awesome. Like yeah. if, if you look at it, um, that's this yeah, that's that's mind. a perfect shot. Like that's Pacific to your right, hills to your left. Yeah, everything in the middle it was. Yeah. It was like four hundred and fifty people. I kept it real low, just like. It was just like a tight crew of mates, pretty much. I love how perfect, um, like, the deck is, how it's quite symmetrical. It's, Bro, it it's like the perfect well dimensions. It's 13 metres long yeah. and, like, 5 metres deep, which is, like, a huge stage. Mm. So, yeah, it kind of is just... I wind it back about a year. Uh, finished uni, went back home to, to Torah for summer, and I was crayfishing all summer, just earning heaps of cash before my... um. Big OE, and I had an internship in China. And we're sitting on that deck, my dad and I, just on a beautiful evening. And I was like, man, this is quite a good spot for like a stage, eh? Like, quite a good spot for a festival. And I just like got on my phone, took a few photos. Like, I was just like, you know, I'm not at tour all the time. And I like, those photos were like some of the most valuable things I did because I went traveling for seven months and I wasn't on tour. So I had these like photos just like of the deck, of a perspective of an event manager. And I was like, keep looking at them. And I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it. About six months later, you know. And you, uh, the the yarn is, is that you orchestrated this all while you were overseas, right? Yeah, man. I was, now I was in Shanghai. I had a three month uh, internship in Shangers in China. And um, Mm. yeah, I was just frothing to get home, to get gigging. And I was doing an event management internship and it just gave me so much confidence. I was like, oh, I can do this, you know, I can put on events. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, sweet, I want to enter the event management industry. How am I going to do that? I've got this beautiful bit of land at home. I want to throw a festival. I know a lot of cool bands. Um, Marco Road was popping at the time. They still are. Yeah, these and boys, yeah I'd lived with the year prior. Yeah. And um, I just connected the dots, bro pretty much and just rang my, my olds up and said hey uh, i sent them an email a real cheeky email just being like you know festy keen and they were just like you're a cheeky bastard okay all good they were just like straight up let's do it and i was like what you crazy motherfuckers so they're on board from day on board from yeah, day one yeah. mate so and it's pretty easy you'd think it's hard to pitch like, people who have been to tour, they're like, how'd you get the bands there? This is crazy, in the middle of nowhere. But it's like, every band member wants, every band in New Zealand wants to stand on a stage that overlooks the Pacific Ocean yeah. on one of the most isolated plot spots in the country. It's the easiest pitch of an event or a, a gig ever. Let me pull up some more photos here, because that that um, it, it's the only time I've ever gone to a, a gig and had that feeling or a festival be that it wasn't just one night it was multiple nights yeah you had to drive on this road all the way up there and then suddenly, no reception no shops yeah. nothing which you is know? which is part of the appeal exactly man which is part of this feeling of oh wow you're in this place you know mm. you've left the city yeah you've left, you're you're entering somewhere new yeah and it's entering, dramatic it's not rolling hills it's not sandy it's, beaches it's, it's world tour Bombora, mate and it, it, like it was the only place in the world that you could look at a world-class band playing is that me (laughs) bro we've got so many phones going off (laughs) um it's the only time only place in the world only place i don't know this in my world that you can uh watch a gig and then look over your shoulder and there's the ocean right yeah man and and like these beautiful mountains the thing is you look towards the ocean and the next thing is chilly yeah know? here we go there's Look just nothing nothing out there there's no islands no headlands yeah it's amazing yeah, it's, it's isolated it's one of a kind it's cool it's really yeah, cool so this is the, the second year festival mm. um a little bit of an upgrade on the stage yeah it's it's pretty cool when you look see there we go there was a cool shot if, if um uh where you could see the coast from there yeah and yeah, you're just looking straight into it. Like, do, is how crazy is this? Looking at photos from the first year. Oh, I know. To the second year, like, and when Tom said that, 
you know, first year was a well-organized barbecue, second year was a true fest year. I just love that quote. I I think that that photo is a pretty good summary. Yeah, it's a good one. Shout out to Fran for capturing that. All the people on the hills, parking up on the very steep hill, right on the next next to the stage. (laughs) Natural tiered seating. Where is it? Like, this... That was such a photogenic... That's me. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All alone, like full chill. Madeline Jarvis. Mean. Classic. See, just the squad hanging. You know, bring your blankets, bring your beers, bring your yeah. whatever, your funky dress. Literally. Because you're just chilling on a hill watching some great bands. Do you, um, do you, uh, remember, was it your dad flying the drone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Is there, cause uh, I, cause I, I didn't see any drone footage come out of no. the 2020 <laughs> video. And it was like, because your dad crashed the drone. <laughs> and Ferg picked it, scraped it off the fucking hillside, didn't we, he? We were sitting on, on the, in the hill probably where we were in that photo. <laughs> and, we, and we were all watching this drone. One of us goes, oh, look, there's a drone. And it's flying across the horizon. And it just keeps going. It doesn't stop. And just goes straight into the side of the hill. <laughs> And, and Does you operate like, oh, it? I'll, I'll go get it. And, like, I'll go grab that. Like and my dad, later. see, like, it's pretty crazy because they just let me throw this party on our farm. And, like, when he'll crash his drone into the side of the hill and has, like, one of the DJs just run over, grab it, and give it back to him. He's just like, this is the best. I see why I now said yes to Louis. Because <laughs> he's like, if shit like that happens yeah. and people who are literally performing are just handing the drone gathering it for yeah, him yeah. It's just like this is amazing no yeah. wonder i said yes yeah I, I just thought that was the funniest thing yeah because because we didn't find out till ages later that that was your dad who crashed the drone, we just saw this drone and then ferg winning that's that, too like, good it was your dad like that, that's so classic <laughs> the old boy yeah. so yeah no real drone footage he's a yeah. bit of a dodgy <laughs> operator on that um a few good photos oh yeah um from it like just that top yeah. bird's eye view of like the car park and the camping and yeah mean actually just to for like a accounting perspective just to see how many cars were there yeah. like yeah how much yeah so from a scale perspective mm. the difference between the first year and the second year and now looking into the the third year yeah um obviously you're quite particular with how many people yeah like um, i've got all the room in the world but it's a super unique event and I want to keep it cozy kind of thing. Mm. But first year was 400 people. Second year was 600 people. And this year's, next year's 800 people. Mm. So it's real yeah. natural progression. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, uh, 700 this year, but there's 100 crew band. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, every year there's like, yeah. first year was like 50 crew there's now it's like 100 it's, it's band like, crew that's a lot of people but bear in mind this is tour tickets for tour next year sold out in what three hours yeah, was it yeah so, i couldn't believe you know, it bro. when you say oh, 800 700 people you might be like oh that's not keeping it small that's a lot of people you, you could probably sell yeah. you know there's a lot of people wanting could. to come yeah. to tour man like yeah i know i feel like a huge part of the success of those ticket sales mm. is all these people that went to yeah. tour and genuinely had the time of their exactly, life man. and went and told all their friends, Oh, how was tour? Best thing. I yeah. Ever to, man. That's like, the thing, bro. Word of mouth. Yeah. And just like creating like a unique experience, which is so communal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was usually the festivals and gigs that me and my circle will go to. Cause we're kind of more on the DJ world of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, usually, um, and, at, and at the moment, um, um, DJ gigs and festivals are kind of, they're, they're the more mainstream festivals and mm. gigs at the moment. So we're used to going to the large scale rhythm yeah, and vines and Northern bases. Yeah. And then to come to Tora and experience that for the first time was a massive whoa moment. Yeah, and we went back afterwards and even to this day, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, I was, I was again referring back to that car ride we had on the way to yeah, Wanaka. Bro. That was probably the single best weekend of my whole life this far. <laughs> Same, you know? and it's like I can I that that's a that's a huge yeah, claim. it's but nuts. It, it when really was. saying who you've probably seen so many amazing acts, you've been to so many beautiful spots, and it's just your favorite little local bands strumming away on a hillside on the east coast of New Zealand. Like it's such a humble, simple thing. Yeah. but yeah it's worked pretty well it's Stoked. outrageous yeah it is outrageous and it's outrageous to look back and see where 
this idea was where it all started yeah i, I remember reading the the first issue of yo vocal yeah um and i think there were the, you, had, you had a piece in that where you got interviewed and yeah talking about how um correct me if i'm wrong but it was you within deciding that you were going to do tour it was yeah. kind of like a six week for sure man window where yeah, you actually made it happen pretty while much you bro. Were overseas. exactly and i was I was like two weeks away from leaving China and I was like, okay, shit, I really need to like hustle this on. Cause then I was going like surfing in the Philippines for six weeks and I was like, okay, I really just want to crank it out so I can go surfing. Um, got it done, booked in a few bands and then it was like business time. Philippines. (laughs) I was like every morning I'd surf, then I'd like scooter down to this little rice shack get some lunch, fire up my laptop for like three hours, four hours, just like huck admin, book shit down, like just learn how to run a festival. And then I'd scooter home, go for another surf. And I did that for like three weeks straight and then um, went home and the event was sold out by the time I'd made it home, you know. I was just like, and then I had to face the the reality of, oh shit, I've got a sold out music festival at my house. Um... (laughs) what have i done and also man i'm pumped like everyone it was like the best welcome back into the country just like yeah dude what are you doing like you're throwing a fiesta like it was so cool do you you realize how crazy of a story that is it's funny (laughs) eh? it's so funny but so mellow as well like yeah just yeah just doing exactly what i want to do yeah you know yeah Mellow, Didn't think twice about it. Like ser- hey? seriously mellow, mate. Yeah, bro. Seriously <laughs> mellow. Never too ridiculous. No, no it I, was good. Very good yarn, and um, it's just grown since, bro. You know, the first event was awesome. Yeah, it's just getting better and better. Hopefully. Yeah. If you like a- a- across the two years, you've managed to pull in all these art- artists and acts yeah. to come in. Um, half of which are people that you know directly and very um, much great, so. great mates who have gone on to have cute, like re- a lot of success with their yeah. bands like yeah, yeah, yeah. with Road, these are just the bros we know yeah exactly and, uh, again taking it back to CJ TV. just used to bloody crash up my blender every morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've got the same Bundy Opsock tattoo as yeah on exactly yeah. I wish I it's a cool I'm Corbin James I wish I could have the nickname CJ either okay you know it's like it's a cool name I like I wish yeah I wish. But now, bro, that's the thing with the bands. It was like, there's such a community of bands. I knew so many of them. So I was like, why not? Yeah. For like a lot of the bands, it's emerging talent. And they've never played at festivals before. Mm. So it's like a win-win, you know. I get to book my favorite bands and friends. And they get to say, yo, we're playing at Torbenbora Music Festival. Yeah. Like, yeah. boom, look at us go. Yeah, totally. And yeah, word gets around. So Sweet. Out of, I, and this is probably like, choosing your favorite child but out of all the acts you have played or any of the moments that you've had across the two Ooh. existing tours could you pinpoint a favorite moment at all or is that too difficult musically a favorite moment or, or just overall maybe not necessarily probably musical. like is there like a poignant moment where you're like yeah probably um probably there's two moments this year mm. first was about like 7 p.m beautiful sunset just up on the hill, my girlfriend Elsa and I were just up on the hill, way above everyone else, just right amongst it, just having like, just a moment to just be like, what the hell, like this is ridiculous, yeah, just a cheers, and just like, this was amazing, kind of thing, and like, yeah. I think we were both just like crying from pure bliss, yeah. it was just like amazing, Yeah. and then another highlight was probably the Lordico set, to be honest, that was yeah. just like a massive fan of Lordico, and yeah. I was just like, this is so sick. <laughs> so sick I um in, in Wellington months later I, I bumped into him yeah I, like I, I literally Mike I literally bumped into him like I was at a restaurant I think it was Chow in Wellington oh. <laughs> uh, uh, um it was it was the most peculiar thing because um the um uh, one of the bros from same name confusion was working in the restaurant and oh, really? I recognized him Cracker. um and then as a i think it was as we were walking into the restaurant i literally i was opening or closing the door and turned over my shoulder and i bumped into lord echo i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what his actual mike fabulous mike, mike fabulous yeah i i bumped into him and because we, we played immediately after him <laughs> at, 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 on the Saturday hey, at Torah. Did you say good night? No, you I literally, I was like oh. this far away from his face. And, and I like <laughs> stared him in the eye. And I was like, I know exactly who you are. 
And you got no idea who I am. So I kind of like, but like he get it all the time, bro. He yeah. started the black scenes. Yeah. Know? Oh, the He's big exactly. dog. But I, I just thought that that was just that was just quite a classic moment because, um, yeah, it was just bumping into the headlining act of the festival Ridiculous. literally bumping into him and, yeah um that's it. what it is though you know it's just yeah. he's just another guy just another guy he's doing some cool stuff yeah but, and yeah taking it back again to um to tour and kind of how our stories overlap um tour for us for me and ferg playing uh that was the <laughs> first time we'd ever played a live gig and was it it was <laughs> we'd never played a live gig before and it was a festival two night closing both friday and yeah, saturday night like and with a third massive daytime set during yeah that. so like what from, a huge weekend you must have been shattered from your perspective like what I, i'm curious to ask like what was it that because like looking back on it now that's quite a huge slot clo- like playing closing both the friday and the saturday night going yeah. after the band's Having I guess never played a gig before. Man, that's like, crazy. When, you, when like, you think about it now, yeah. nah, bro. It's um, I think a good reference probably would be another example of that would be maybe Sam Wave at Nesfest. Mm. I think him he was headline slot at Nesfest. Yeah, and I think that was his first ever gig. Really? Yeah. So it's oh, obviously from that guy who from Harry who organised Nesfest. It was pure um, confidence and also like sees potential. But for me. It was like, man, obviously, no, you're such an honest, good guy. He's going to say if he's up for it or not. And two, like, I've seen you pumping sounds of the local um, live streams all year, blocking up my newsfeed. And I was like, this man is charging. He's doing it. He's just getting it done, forming a community, making shit happen. Mm. And like... Just of course you'd be sweet, right? Don't worry about it. Like it's 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 crazy. It's like you you, you took a massive. It's more you're you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, again. and I was watching. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's that's amazing. And that led to the best weekend of my life. So yeah, far. man. Like, a, like literally a, a, a life changing weekend that sent <laughs> yeah, me same. on this completely took me off this path. And, went, yeah, yeah, and now you're gigging. I like this. I want to. How many times a week, bro? Yeah. So well, often. Well, n- not 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 as often as I'd like, but really, yeah, yeah, but like. That, Madman. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's but it's 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 a huge part of what yeah, I want to do now. And people love your sets. Yeah, yeah. You, the funniest thing is from the last night. The main stage finished, Lordico finished, and then you guys jumped on for your set. You're like boom, you're frothing, yeah. and I was just like jumped up on the mic, did a quick thanks, and like look to my right, right there is Corbin Ferg. Like, gear in hand, just, like, ready to go. And I was just like, boom. Like, these boys are as trustworthy as possible. If you had a professional DJ, bro, they would have been probably standing out back, getting on the piss. Who knows? But you guys were just, like, there, roaring and ready. We were, we were holding... It was this case here, so... Yeah, bro. Um, we had our two CDJs. I remember. So I can never forget. to Dora. We, like, brought our own decks. And we, and we, because, um, we didn't have a table, so we just put it on top of one of like the sub, uh, things. Cause we're on the DJ there. So we really? Like, you didn't have it on a keyboard stand or anything? No, no, no. So we like put it on one of the like rolly table things and then put the case yeah, underneath but... it. It was just like the most bootleg thing ever. Like Perfect. we finished after Lord Echo and they're packing all their stuff down and we're like, ready to go ready to go ready to go it's yeah. like because we wanted the change over to be yeah, as fast quick as possible as. and we whip out our, our um uh uh the case yeah and we're pulling out socks and tea towels that we packed in there to try and stop things from getting <laughs> to, damaged to pack it up yeah yeah packers and, and it was just and and yeah and we had an amazing time playing uh, both you played for six. an hour yeah and then we i was like i was literally with michael ebo <laughs> and we were like okay should we like shut off the stage now and he was like, oh, this is the man in charge of sound. Like, he was like, I was more like, should we shut it off so you can go to bed now? And he's like, nah, bro, this is sick. I want to keep going. And, like, we, like, all did a cubby. Like, we all just, like, got into a circle. Like, you, me, Ferg, and Corbin were just like, oh, you can play if you want. And you're like, oh, oh, maybe. And <laughs> so you, that was, you were like, yeah, we're playing our last song. And then you stopped. And then we were like, oh, okay, all good. And you're like. Nah, we'll keep going. Yeah. And then you played for an entire another hour. And everyone was just like, this yeah. is epic. I, I think that, yeah. And so many people were just like, that was 
Amazing. Half the amount of people were like, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. said one more song. Yeah, so many then, people were like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. Everyone, like, but frothing. Yeah, yeah. Now, the reception was good. We, um, it was very good. We, we had a really good time. I think most people enjoyed it, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it was quite funny, yeah, because I, I literally it was said it was our last song. And then you got the shot of tap saying, no, bro, just keep going. <laughs> so we said our last song and everyone in the crowd expected that to be our last song. Yeah. And then we played for another 10 minutes and then another 20 minutes and another 40 minutes. It was another that. hour. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was a little bit over that. Like <laughs> I literally, like Ferg went off into the crowd and he's like, all right, I'm just going to go enjoy it. You want to yeah. go have a go on yourself? I was like, yeah, shit, yeah, bro. I've got a few year chats. Ch- ch- I still need to roll out. Um, and and a, a big part of that is um, like how all of this connects together is, you know, we, we got the chance to play that gig because we were doing the DJ live streams at the time and that yeah, was right. what you saw and what you noticed. Um, and then we, again, in really bootleg fashion, we set up um, a couple of, reco- like, we set up some recordings of our sets. <laughs> so that was on, that's on the first night. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like Loving the, it. Literally everyone. So Jamie, it's going hard. <laughs> 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 so that was the first night, um, and then here was the second night. It just like these are just the um, the intro snippets that we yeah, usually bro. have at the recordings of our full sets, uh, just to give. Yeah, it's almost as like a um, movie trailer. Yeah. yeah. So first night we decided to back play. up dancers in the corner <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i have um i'll, I'll get to that in a second yeah. um, i thought you would <laughs> but um like we uh on the, on the first night we decided to play a more chill more funky yeah um set because we were like holy shit we're the only djs we re- we were very concerned about mm. playing music that was very different to yeah. what was all being played like playing the, some heat drum bass yeah, or something yeah which uh. which were you worried that we were gonna play that for a sec I remember you saying in, in the car in Monica, you're like, wait, actually, doesn't Corwin play drum bass? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was very like, we didn't even talk about it really. I was just like, ooh, what's Corwin going to play? Mm. Ah, he'll be fine. <laughs> like a good DJ is just reading the crowd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's Reading that's, the vibe. That's part of it. That's a, Yeah, that's all of it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we got up there, had the best time ever. Yeah. On the first night, we went into it a little bit more chill. Um, and then on the second night is when like shit got crazy. Um, I think that was the second night. Uh, this is some of the footage that Dane took, I believe. Oh man. And then this is when, um, <laughs> it and everyone else starts jumping up on stage. I think that's when he just jumped up on stage. Um, <laughs> and then, so this, these, these critters dancing in the corner, they are like kind of the crew who help help me set up yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So it was like, it was their festival as much as it is yours yeah. and mine. You know, yeah. it's like I, the, the whole the, crew. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Kete was <laughs> at the front of the mosh and he was being very polite about it because he didn't, he, he wanted to come up on stage, but he was like, he was trying to get our attention to yeah. ask us. Yeah. Was ask okay for permission, you know? And, and, and we didn't want to be the guys who let people all up onto the stage and everything went yeah, crazy. Yeah, because like, yeah. we, we were still this very, we didn't know what the rule, how any of the stuff worked. No. And you, traditionally it's very much a no, no, especially yeah. with all the expensive yeah. gear. But then it literally made the entire... It did, bro. Yeah. It just got wild. Yeah. And everyone was just half watching you, but half watching the dancers. And yeah. just been like, what well, is going... Is this like, organized? Look at this. Like, this is outrageous. It's a full party. Yeah. Well, it, it was It was exactly... Like, they, they kind of saved us, to be honest, because remember, this This was our first ever gig. Mm-hmm. So, we'd, we, so we we didn't quite have the confidence stunning. of playing in front of that many people. Yeah, bro. Um, and by the, you know, by the end of our set, I'd say a lot of there were a lot of people there, and we were still these very nervous DJs who found yeah. it quite hard to look up and, yeah, yeah. and and look up at this sea of people. Oh, watching I know you guys are so inspired from just having the yeah. backup, the no, unofficial backup dancers. Totally, and that, that like they came on stage and and they kind of led the way and just when they just went nuts. Yeah, and right. we're like, oh, actually, yeah, you're allowed to have as much fun as you want up here, yeah. like, and it's almost more fun if you know the the person you're looking at performing is having fun for sure especially for a dj like when you're looking at a band is quite entertaining but it's quite boring looking at a dj that just stands and looks at a bunch of knobs you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) i saw kitty in the weekend as well this weekend yeah he said he's down (laughs) he'll be there 2 a.m yes 
Yes. He's locked in. Yes. I reckon we can. We should tee something up, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. We'll just wait for it to happen. We'll it. Or maybe, maybe off, off the podcast. Yeah, bro. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> off the record. Yeah, well, uh, pretty classic looking back. On yeah, bro, it. And, very classic. And, um, like, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't thank you enough for uh, like giving us the shot because oh, man. this complete, like this, this has set me and all these other rest of the crew on on a massive tear of. Mean, we can actually That's do this. So you know, sick to hear, you, you know. If you put yourself out there in the way that we did with our podcasts, uh, not our podcasts, our live streams, mm. um, you know that. At, uh, uh, someone's always watching bro you were watching you gave us the chance yeah at the time when i was first starting sounds of the local i had the idea a year before i actually started it and didn't do it because i was concerned of what other people would yeah. think and people would see us and be like these guys aren't as good djs yeah. as we are but when we took that first shot and gave it a go eventually we got better Hard, bro. and then eventually you noticed yeah and then eventually you gave us a shot to play a gig well man it was like i remember before the first tour maybe like a month or two beforehand the first tour you messaged me just being like hey bro like keen to help out in any way and i and at the time i considered you just the video guy and i was like oh i've already got luke my fucking one of my best mates doing a video but it's like you messaged like a year and a half earlier asking for help and i was just like boom like corbin can't he, he can do more than video perfect yeah. he's yeah. my guy yeah He's Ken DJ Crazy. at Tora. Like, yeah. let's do it. And yeah, Tora, yeah, 2019. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't a DJ. I nah. No, I wasn't into it. Boom. Yeah, and then sure enough, who knows? So You're like, rocking, that's man. kind of like the underlying theme of all of these podcasts and from all the people that I've brought on to sit down and have a yarn with, including yourself, is just like, if there's anything to take away from this, yeah. like, let all these experiences you've had and all the success you've had with Tora be a perfect example of you can be yourself and try hard and give a fuck and yeah, man. something will eventually For come sure. of it. And it sure. doesn't have to be perfect. As long as you're genuine right and you just try hard. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the first time you let something out into the world. It doesn't have to be the best. Nah, you know, like shit, no. you, you can see the progression of For sure, tour right. across the different years, but then also before that, the work you put into all these other events through Q yeah. and everything. You know, yeah, it, it's it's and very much hopefully true. they're all just gateways to the next thing. You know, yeah, exactly. You never know. Yeah, and they are. They yeah. definitely are. If you do yeah. one good job, the yeah. rest will follow, man. So twenty years from now, what can we expect uh, from Mister Louis? Oh, hopefully, <laughs> just charging events, too. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like yeah. it's it's my thing. To the day I die. For though. sure, <laughs> I think so. You know, yeah. it's a pretty damn risky industry, but I love it, mate. So nah, I guess keep it going. Yeah, events. It's my thing. Yeah. If yeah. COVID doesn't take over the world in twenty uh, years, but yeah. Um. You never know. You can only ever never know, bro. Somewhere. I love putting good people in good places. Mm. You're and a good creating fun art, experiences. Yeah, you're a good museum art gallery creator. Yeah, bro. That's 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 you to a T. I know. I um uh, recently, Oscar uh, um in our flat here. Hmm. It, they were doing the Spotify 2020 Wrapped. Yeah. And one of the his top played artists was Cloak Bay. Yeah. And it's because his Spotify is connected to the tv and the speakers we have in the lounge yeah, bro. and the weekend Perfect. after i came and had the potluck one of these potluck dinners at yeah we were doing were saying, the dishes oh there's these cloak bay guys you got, you got to get on to them They're yeah, sick. never heard of them thrash them on repeat yeah. and, and but it wasn't on my spotify it was on oscar's yeah. so <laughs> i love it, it turned up in his spotify 2020 wrapped he was like, like cloak bay was my the top artist. To these like, guys what? Gold bro, yeah. And I saw Cloak Band the weekend at my soundcheck show at San yeah. Fran, oh, and they were sick. I, 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 and they're gonna be so dope at tour. We we gotta talk about the soundchecks because I, I I completely <laughs> skipped past that. Because, nah, yeah, it's just fun, bro. Yeah, you've you've got one more to go. Nah, all done. All finish done. finish wellies in the weekend. It's all done. All done, mate. Just like that, mate. The festival's like six weeks away. Isn't that ridiculous? Holy shit! Yeah, bro. Six weeks. Yeah. What the crazy? Fuck? Eh? What? I got the. The message from my, one of my better, best mates, Keith, um, about two weeks ago, yeah, saying, eight weeks to go, you're good. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> like every year I get this message saying that. And I'm just like, okay, I got some work to do. Yeah. But nah, sweet, bro. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Fun, fun. You're like, you're the first time hosting tour, you, you, you kind of skipped the throwing a gig thing, you went straight yeah. to festival. What's it been like doing the sound check and throwing the game? Yeah, it's been weird with COVID, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, super fun. 
but um, I reckon the festival's where it's at, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, gigs are so great, and I love gigs so much, and it was really a fantastic learning curve. Um, but also, like, there's so many gigs, it's hard to make them unique, which is what people like these days in an oversaturated market. And one way you guys are doing that with your two minds and gigs is, you know, you're making them unique. They're not just gigs. They're not just 10 to 12, two bands playing in a DJ. It's like paper mache hearts and bunting flags and like... Yeah, we've got like drawings. Drawings and, and banners yeah. and yeah. just like yeah. daytime things. It's cool, you know, you got them. And like little, I think you had like a little art section. Mm. Yeah, It's we, cool, bro. We, well, or just like a doodle pad. Yeah, well, that's the intention is, yeah, just to break up, you know, but try yeah. and do something a little bit different. Yeah, and Doesn't it was great. Met a lot of cool people. Yeah. It was nice just to throw these gigs, especially in Christchurch at Blue Smoke. I've yeah. always wanted so to throw was, a gig was, there. Christchurch, Wellington, Auckland? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun. Super yeah. fun. Yeah, and then all featuring artists who are playing at yes. the festival. Yep. Yeah, but different artists at each yeah. soundcheck show yeah, in each city. Yeah. Amazing. Bang what, what a huge feat. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Was that three weekends in a row? Mm, nah. Yeah. Two, uh, three, two over three weekends. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That was tight. Yeah. Good buzz. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then now just got the festival to look forward to in the end of the Yeah, January. bro. It's yeah. just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited to see what you have in store and super excited to come along and, and enjoy the festival no longer as a first-timer, no yeah, longer bro. as a Tora Bombora virgin, thankfully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I kind of like uh, feel like I know a little bit more about what we're Yeah, bro, and just... um. Pass the core popper on, you know, mm. for all those new newcomers. Just be like, this is the sitch. Yeah. Yeah. Look good. Yeah. Behave well. Have fun. Like, you know, just bring bring a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pass it on. I mean, everyone will love it. Well, shall we? We're, we're at the one and a half, four minute mark. Should we, <laughs> should we wrap it up there? Yeah, bro. Let's cool. do it. I will say thanks Shut up, again. Like... I, I feel like we could have this conversation in this podcast four or five different times and we would sure, talk man. about a lot. I feel like I've barely clubs the surface just on its own. Christchurch on its own. Yeah. And then, yeah, no. Okay. So much more, but we'll, 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 should we do a follow up one after to talk, uh, Torah? That'd be set. Do a recap, see what yeah, happens. Yeah, that'd be banger. And, and like yeah. a highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Highlights real. Yep. That'd be Why cool, not? man. All right. I'm Sweet. Shut it all down. Thank you for listening and Char. catch you <laughs> catch you next time. Bye bye. Hey. Gorgeous baba. <laughs> How's that? So good, man. Is that right? Yeah man, you got a beautiful twinkle in your eye when you when you talk out. <laughs>